Hello world, I'm Rochelle Indra, a life coach here to teach you the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't. Our society has a vested interest in keeping you stuck and unhappy so that you will try to buy your way out of it. But that's where I come in. I'm here to teach you how to give them all the middle finger. Week by week, I'll share bite-sized strategies on tackling overwhelm, onboarding good habits, creating boundaries, and actionable steps to rewire your brain to actually work for you instead of against you. Are you a woman who's been wanting to do your inner work? You've been wanting to work through childhood trauma, ancestral trauma, wanting to find a way to be 10% happier, wanting somebody to tell you the things that you don't already know that will just, boom, spark the right idea? then think about joining the Sisterhood Group Coaching. If you're looking for accountability to stay on task with the things you are wanting to learn, if you're wanting that nudge in that right direction and a sense of community, other women who are doing this work alongside of you, then I highly recommend you stop this recording right now. We'll be here waiting. This podcast will always be here for you. And go sign up for the Sisterhood Group Coaching. Join us. You deserve it. Hello, hello, and welcome to season two of the podcast. The crowd goes wild. I am so excited to be back for season two. And thank you so much for being here to either listen or uh, for many of you who are now starting to watch it on uh, YouTube. Thank you so much for tuning in and watching. Uh, This is so exciting. I'm so excited to do season two. I'm excited just because I love this. I love doing this, but also because I am and have been incredibly honored by how many people reached out in the past couple months saying, where's season two? I just binged season one. I love it. I follow you on you know TikTok or Instagram and we need season two. Where the fuck is it? Uh, many of you said it much nicer than that, but that meant the world to me. Uh, you know, unlike uh, social media where I can see instantaneously how this is helping people and affecting people and how many people are watching it, commenting on it, uh, podcasting has been kind of hard for me because I shoot it and then it takes a while, right, with the post to get up to you guys. And then I often don't know how many people are listening. I'm not super good at the analytics. I don't know how many people um, it's actually meaningful to. So having so many of you reach out and say, oh my God, I'm loving it. I share it with people when season two coming has been awesome. So I am so excited to be back with you guys, especially because I left you off, done, done, done with uh, fuck all y'alls. I'm going to Europe for the summer. And I knew there would be so much content that came out of my trip, my solo journey. If you're listening to season two and you haven't started with season one, I encourage you to go back. But um, now that you're here, why don't you keep listening? Uh, So I went solo to Europe by, you know, obviously by myself for three months. Didn't know anybody over there. I have always been somebody who's struggled with control. And so I wanted to go on an adventure that would force me out of my comfort zone, force me out of my control, um, force me to just sort of rely on the universe in a way that I've always wanted to and not been able to. Um, I spend nine months of the year with you guys, helping clients one-on-one, doing like this podcast Uh, social media, like it's a big give, right? And I love it. I absolutely love it. But of course, not only is it 
draining, which I do have good self-care routines eh, most of the time uh, to help with that, but it doesn't give me an opportunity to do my own work on myself. And so going away for three months, um, I don't see my one-on-one clients uh, for those three months. I love them. They're very forgiving uh, not to have me for the summer. I do uh, do the group coaching, the sisterhood. Um, Check that out if you don't already know about the sisterhood. Hello and welcome to everybody who's in it and listening. I love you guys. So they got that firsthand look of what it was like to go through this experience with me, to uh, be on the live calls for them at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. For me, most of the time I was traveling around Europe, 1 a.m. Sean and I did not think that out very well when we decided, uh, yeah, no, we're still going to run the membership, um, the group coaching from other countries this summer. So that has had been interesting, but I knew how easy it is for people. And I know there's many of you out there like me who are helpers, um, who put other people first, putting your children first, your family first, your work first, your friends first, everybody, uh, maybe you're volunteering first, um, and don't do your own work it can be a really good way to avoid doing our own work. And I always want to make sure that I am never asking anything of my clients that I wouldn't ask of myself. So I need that time to just focus on me, to um, really do the deep dive into my own backyard and make sure that I am addressing my own issues, um, traumas, childhood wounds, mental health, um, dating Damn, the dating was so fun, so wonderful. I'll have to share all that with you guys. Um, But doing that time to take care of myself so that I could come back and once again jump in with all the energy, all the learning, all the new things um, that I have dealt with and figured out and processed in my own time um, and be ready for you guys when I came back. So I thought, because I thought about you guys, I promise, I promise the whole time I was in Europe, I thought about you guys and what I wanted to do what I wanted to talk about, um, about the experience of booking a flight there, a flight back, one hotel, and just figuring the three months out as I went. And so I thought I would jump right back in the second I got back, hit the ground running, jump on with my podcast, shoot it all through fall and winter, and be ready to go for you guys. And that didn't happen. And so although that is what I wanted to start with, all the magic, all the wonderful, all the learning of Europe, it's not where we're going to start because it is not the truth of what happened. And you guys know I'm always going to be upfront. I'm always going to be honest with you guys. And I know that the things that I go through is often the same things that you guys go through. So we need to start this season two with hibernation, with what hibernation means for us and when we are taking that time for hibernation. When are we allowing that to happen for us? Because what happened is I came home from Europe. I had about three or four days where I saw friends and I went back to my co-working space and I did this and that. I started driving again after three months. Oh, wow. That was quite the experience. And then I just cocooned down. I sat on my couch for about, I came back at the end of September. I sat on my couch for about two months straight, like in the same sweatshirt, in the same Christmas pajama pants and didn't leave my house. 
I totally had enough energy and love and support to give to my clients um, because I, I love that and it is such a passion for me, but I didn't have anything left for anybody else. And so I want to talk about this because this happens to all of us, but society doesn't talk about it. And that's what we do here. We talk about the things society doesn't talk about. And what I mean is something that I have noticed when all these years of working with clients is that our lives often go according to the seasons. And what I mean by that is fall comes around and it starts to shed away the things that are no longer serving us in our life. And when I is fall, when I'm working with clients, I'm always like, what's, what's falling away from you? What's, what's leaving you? What's being ripped away from you in some cases? Because if we don't shed things, the universe will rip them from us. And fall can often be really painful for us because we shed and then we're shedding off old skin and new skin is underneath and it's, we feel really raw. Uh, we feel very vulnerable in fall. Um, we're striving to hold on to things. Maybe we're losing a job, a relationship. Uh, we're moving. Um, we're getting rid of old patterns. We're getting rid of old stories that don't serve us anymore. We're, we're starting to look at and uncover the traumas we haven't before. It can be this really dark, deep, and I mean dark in a beautiful way, emotional time. I think that this is um, one of the reasons why so many people love fall. We start to get snuggly with ourselves. We Things start to change from summer. It's such a dramatic change that can occur. And so we have to look at where are things pulling away for us, from us in fall? Where are we shedding? And then winter comes, and winter is about hibernation, right? It's I always say, if you can't go outside, go in, right? We, we can't, for a lot of people, like I live in Oregon, so we get snow. So we're going in physically and we can have the opportunity if we take it to go in emotionally. We start digging down deep. We start ruminating on the things that, that were pulled away from us on that rawness, that openness, that vulnerability. These things have fallen away. These things have been brushed away. What is left in us? What are the things that when everything is brushed away, we can finally look at? It's the time for me that I really get into reading. It gets dark out really early. And so I get really into reading when it gets dark. What new things can I onboard? What new skills? What new belief systems? What can I learn about society and humanity and people and myself? So I'm doing a lot of that work. I'm doing a lot of stillness work. And I know, Rochelle, still, is that a thing? Shockingly, it actually is. It's, it's not as often as it should be. But there is time for stillness. And the things that come up for us when we are still. I think this is often also why a lot of us struggle with depression in the winter because there is that stillness, because there isn't that distraction from us, from who we are, from the things that we need to look at. And sometimes that depression is what we actually need to slow down, to say, I am not going to do it anymore like this. I need it to change. I need to look at what's underneath this. And that hibernation season 
gives us that opportunity. And then spring comes along and we've hopefully learned so much. We've dug down into the very essence of who we are. We've onboarded new ideas, new belief systems. We've researched, we've, we've gathered in that time so that now when spring comes, we know what we're ready to plant. We know what we're ready to bring in. Okay, I've collected all this knowledge, all these new things in the winter, and now it's spring and I'm ready to plant the things that I want. Those are new habits, um, new relationships, right? Spring fling, love is in the air, right? New, beginning, starting of things, seedlings. What is it we want to plant going forward? And that's what I work with my clients around. Okay, coming out of winter, now what the fuck do you want? You just learned all this new stuff about you. How are we applying it differently? What are we going to plant this year that we didn't plant last year or that we have never planted before? And then spring, we watch those things grow. Summer comes, we reap the rewards of everything we planted in spring and summer is here and we party and we indulge and we indulge and there's sunshine and there's water sports and everything is wonderful. And it's one of the reasons why I take summer off as a life coach, because I will fucking tell you that everybody thinks their life is perfect in the summer. Nobody seems to think they need a life coach in the summer. They're like, thanks, Rochelle. You've been so great. You have helped me all year long. Now it is summer and I'm feeling good. I'm feeling ready. I'm feeling set. I don't need any help. And that's great. Indulgence, abundance, reaping the rewards of what we have done all year. And most of us, if we're doing it right, do it to excess. There's nothing wrong with that. And then fall comes around again and we have all that excess. And fall is there to shed away that excess. Okay. What of that experience do you really want to keep? What do you really need? What needs to be shed away? And then we start the process all over again. I started mine a little bit early. I started my hibernation in fall, which is fine. Problem is I didn't know I was hibernating. Um, For those of you um, who don't know Shauna. Um, Shauna, if, if you're in my um, group coaching or you work with me one-on-one or you listen to their seasons, uh, Shauna runs the back end of my um, my business. She is uh, going to school to become a therapist. So she has so much wonderful knowledge um, in of herself. And this uh, year, I think in this season, we're going to get her to be able to do a podcast, which I'm very excited about. And she sent me something really great at the end of my experience. So there I am on the couch. My friends are all excited that I have come back from Europe, want to hear all about it. It was such this amazing transformative experience, but it, it was hard to explain to people. It was hard to share to people because it felt like a fever dream because I did it alone. Because we often cement memories in when we have other people to share them with. So a lot of people can talk about uh, not having a lot of memories of their childhood if they were an only child or if they experienced isolation as a child or they didn't have anybody to share things with as a child. It's harder for us to grok in those memories. And I definitely found this. I really wish I had journaled every day. Um, in fact, I'm getting a um, one of those uh, photograph uh, <clears throat> 
picture frames that's electronic that I can like upload my pictures from the trip because it, it, it doesn't feel like it was real because I experienced it alone. I also wasn't able to process all the things that went on with it because um, or as well as I would have liked to because I experienced that alone. And then I came back and everybody wanted to hear about it. And it was like, how do I boil down these incredible, amazing, horrible, awful, terrible, scary, every emotion I could have experience and explain to somebody over coffee? How could I even explain it to myself? I mean, I was in uh three countries, I think I did uh, three countries, 23 hotels in three months, three, four countries, four countries. It was so much for my nervous system. Just the doing of it was so much, the not knowing where I'm going to be. The universe did this beautiful job of sort of you know, I the stranglehold on control and the universe was like, let me rip that from you. Let me rip apart you being able to control everything so that you can open up in this new way, which was wonderful and also terrifying and also really fucking hard and came with so many tears and so much emotion and so much joy and so much dating and so much sex and so much food and so much abundance and absolute sheer terror that I needed time to process. And that was an interesting experience because like I said, I sat on my couch for two months with my hood up, watching TV, not leaving my house, cooking for myself. And I'm not somebody who loves cooking, but I just wanted to be in one spot, not moving, um, zoning out, eating a ton of sugar, smoking a ton of weed, like just zoning out. And on the surface, I felt guilty about it. And this is why I wanted to bring this up. I felt really guilty about it on the surface. Like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be leaning into all these things. Um, Am I getting depressed? Um, I have a really good support system. So I would talk to my dad and my best friend and say, I don't feel depressed, but let's watch this. Actually feel really good not hanging out with people, not diving back in. I thought I was going to start a YouTube channel right away. I thought I was going to do this and um, that and my courses, and I was going to dive right back into all that, and I just slowed down. And I just saw my clients, which absolutely filled me up. And then I went back to my little cocoon, and I just didn't force myself to do more than I felt I could do. I slept a lot. I checked on my mental health. Like I said, I checked in with my father and my best friend and said, hey, let's watch for some signs of depression. Let's just, this is weird for me. I'm such an extrovert. I love people. I love going out. I was so excited to be home and to get back into pickleball and seeing people that it was weird that I was liking being alone so much. And I kept saying, I'm happy. This is weird for me. This is not the me that I understand. I don't know this woman, but I'm happy. And yes, am I indulging too much? Sure. Am I making a decision like I'm going to get a control of this at some, at some point? Uh, Yes, absolutely. And I knew that if I couldn't get a control of any of those things at some point, I needed help. If I started to feel depressed, needed to go back to therapy. Like I had safety mechanisms in there for if this wasn't healthy, which I think is very important for all of us when we're experiencing something new we haven't experienced before. But I just kept saying, I know this is weird. I know this doesn't feel like me, but it feels right. 
it feels good, and I'm happy, even though I don't recognize myself. And I say now I was cocooning. I didn't know then I was cocooning. Then I was like, who is this woman that came back from Europe? Like, who is this? Why am I here? What is happening? Um, I don't know who, I don't know this person. And it's, I don't know if it was scary. I don't know if that's the right word. Maybe I don't have the word for it yet. Confusing. Um, yeah, I'm pretty used to recognizing myself. So confusing, but I let the process happen. And then I decided, oh, and of course, but during this, I came back right back to America after having so much fun dating in Europe. And I was like, got on um, the dating apps and immediately was like, all right, cool. I'm going to date. And the universe was like, fuck no. Couldn't find a single person that I wanted to be matched with. And there are lovely men in this town. It says nothing against them. I just either, I couldn't find anybody I wanted to match with. Uh, they weren't showing me people. I would swipe and the people wouldn't swipe back, which I mean, doesn't happen to me very often. <clears throat> no, <laughs> but you know, I, I usually successful dating. I enjoy dating. No, the universe was like, fuck that shit. You're going to sit on the couch and do nothing. I'm not even going to like allow that. Okay. Okay. A couple of days of that. And I went, all right, universe, fine. You want me to, to just sit here with myself and be silent and let whatever needs to happen right now happen. And so I did. And then I, I decided, you know what? Fuck this. It's been too long. I decided two months was enough. I'm getting out. I'm starting my life again. I'm doing things. And the universe said, actually, no, we're going to make you sick for a month and a half. I was like, no, 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 I'm not, no, 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 I'm not doing that. And the universe was like, yeah, 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 sit the fuck down. Yes, you are. You are ready to come out of the cocoon when we tell you. And again, I didn't know I was in a cocoon. I didn't know what was happening to me. But I knew I had to sit down (laughs) and do nothing. And I think, really, that the universe wanted me to be quiet and go in and I wasn't. I was watching TV and I was doing like a smoky weed and eating sugar and doing all these avoidant tactics. I wasn't looking deep enough. I wasn't really letting in that experience in that way because it was new and it was scary and it was confusing and I like control and I just wasn't doing it. So the universe was like, yeah, I'm gonna make you fucking sick now for six weeks. So now you have to like literally just lay down and be alone with yourself. And then Shauna sent me a meme that said, do you think the caterpillar knows he's building a cocoon when he's doing it? (sighs) Fuck. This is why she's becoming a therapist. (laughs) It makes me teary-eyed to bring it up because as we know, right, the caterpillars that build cocoons, they build a cocoon and then they have to turn into goo before they can come out as a butterfly. I don't know that I'm a butterfly yet. Sometimes I think I'm a butterfly with one wing, just fucking muscling my way through life for sure. But I kept not wanting to dissolve in the goo and the universe just kept saying, nope, no friends, no boys, no leaving the house. Now you're sick. 
You have to be okay with the dissolving. You have to let go. You have to release. You have to learn. You have to be silent. And let whatever happens in that silence happen. And of course, this is something I preach to my clients all the time, but it is so much easier to tell other people to do the things than to actually do them ourselves. (sighs) When I went to coaching school, my professor brought this up all the time. She was like, oh, you will learn what a sense of humor the universe has when your clients are going through the same things that you are going through. And I needed to realize that that I was going through the hibernation, the cocoon phase, and that I didn't get to decide what was in the goo. I didn't get to decide what I was changing into, what I was learning, what was happening for me. I just had to trust. You like how I said that? Trust. Because it's so hard for me to just say, I'm going to sit here and just allow Whatever comes, knowing that I'm safe, knowing that I have resources, I have friends and family to check in on me. I have, I'm lucky and privileged enough to have access to coaching and to therapy if needed, but I just have to let go. And we are all given that opportunity. This is not a me opportunity. I am definitely not special. We are all adorable little fuzzy worms, (laughs) also known as caterpillars. But are we willing to let go into the goo? Are we willing to let the things dissolve that need to dissolve? Shedding, I think, is often so much easier than the hibernation and the dissolve. I didn't know I was building a cocoon. I didn't know what was happening. But I knew enough to say, I'm going to let this happen because it feels right. And then I got real used to being in that cocoon. I got real used to being in there. And all of a sudden, the universe was like, motherfucker, bam, get out of your cocoon. And I had a TikTok go fucking insanely viral uh, between TikTok and Instagram. It has, at the point of me recording this, about 5, 5.3 million views. I got 80,000 followers in a week. Um yeah, 70,000 followers. So actually 70,000 followers now on Instagram. So if you're listening to me from Instagram, hello and welcome. Um, Newsweek reporter wrote me and I wanted to talk about my video. I mean, it just went insane, crazy. Because the universe had decided, bam, you're ready. Does that mean I'm a butterfly? Like I said, I don't know what that means, but it meant that I was ready to come out of my cocoon. I got healthy again. I onboarded some new things, maybe some I know, some I don't know, but ready to be set back out in the world in my usual way of, you know, loud, out there, in your fucking face. So I want to share that with you just because I needed to tell you that story to, because some of that may resonate with you. All of that may resonate with you. Because we all have that opportunity. And sometimes we have the opportunity to change, to hibernate, to go into our cocoon. And we don't take it. And then we see somebody else go into it. Go, oh, wow, they went through a lot. Oh, wow, look at them come out the other side. That's so great. Why is that not happening to me? We may not be allowing it. Or 
sometimes we don't want to allow it and it just fucking happens. Like in my case, like I didn't want that. I wanted to come home and just like keep going and just like do, 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 buzz, buzz, buzz. And the universe is like, Mm-mm, sorry, no, you're going to break apart the motherfucking seams. So sometimes it just happens to us. And if it is just happening to you, can you trust the process? Can you put safety mechanisms around to keep you safe and healthy and supported? And can you allow and trust? And hibernation doesn't just happen in the winter. That's the other thing I want to point out. For me, it happened to be more like fall. If you live in a different parts of the country where you are, excuse me, the different part of the world where you're fall and your spring and your summer and everything is different than it is here for me in uh, the West Coast of the United States, right? Maybe it happens at a different time. Maybe it happens in the middle of summer for you. It doesn't always happen according to the seasons. Sometimes we have seasons within seasons. Sometimes we have seasons of life. Are you noticing, as we've talked about this, where this has happened to you in the past? Where you go, oh shit, like me. Like I didn't know when I was in it, but looking back now, I'm like, damn, that's what was happening to me. Okay. Is it happening to you now? Can you allow? Does it need to happen to you? Will you notice it when it starts to happen to you? Will you allow the hibernation in winter? Or whenever it comes? Can you allow, can you notice the seasons in your life? We're going to be talking more about this subject. We're going to be doing a spring one as well. What's going on for us in spring? Sean and I have loved this idea for so long, so much about it that we're even doing retreats around it. So in fall, we're going to start doing um, a fall retreat here in uh, Bend, Oregon. So you can check out more about that coming up here soon. You can um, email at hello at rochellinger.com to get more information about that. If that's something that resonates with you, we will be doing it every season. And I'll be talking about it every season. What is coming up for us? What we have opportunity for in the seasons that come? And if you are listening to this in spring, what do you want to plant? What happened for you? What did you learn in winter? What did you allow to happen. And what do you still need to allow? I love you. Hope you have a great one.